This is a KUNV Studios original program. You're listening to special programming sponsored by Making Moves Life Coaching Services. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Good morning, Las Vegas. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm Dave Washington, your host, sitting in here today and uh, always being led by my engineering director, Mr. Wes Knight. Indeed, indeed. Thank you, Las Vegas, for this opportunity to be before you today. Got quite a number of birthdays uh, in the month of March, starting with yours truly. Today, March 2nd. I am 73 years old. Thank God. Never thought I'd live this long, but uh, through God's grace and mercy, Dave Washington is still here. Also this month is my brother-in-law, Ernest Fountain, a dear friend and longtime friend of mine, Mike Cooper, met back in the second grade. His birthday is this month, as well as Mr. George Turner. George is a a longtime Skycap local entrepreneur in terms of uh, his businesses with his ownership of many, many homes throughout the community. Uh, Just an all-around good guy, always been a supporter of mine. So each one of you, I wish you a happy birthday. And I certainly want to move now to condolences and certainly to the family of Captain Orlando Rice on the loss of his, uh, his wife of many, many years, Sister Tammy. Uh, a great lady. I, I didn't know her well, but know well enough to know something about folks' character, man. This lady was an outstanding individual. So, again, condolences to that entire family. And I did have a chance to to attend her service. <clears throat> you could tell this lady did a lot within our community by just the number of people who showed up to include her sorrows. I forget what her sorority is, but uh, again, you could tell that she did tremendous work within her sorority as well as the community. And also to the family of a dear friend, uh, Mr. Ed May, his father was funeralized this past weekend. And I can tell you, man, after reading, I didn't, I didn't, I did get to go to the viewing, but I didn't attend his services, man. But I can tell you from what uh, Brother Ed, his uh, son, had written up on him in terms of his uh, obituary. You know, I know people say that Dave Washington's already always radical and militant and always got you doggone right. Let me tell y'all something. You know, I've never agreed with the uh, that uh, Legacy Park. I, I agree with the concept, but I've never agreed with where it is. I just think that's prime uh, real estate for businesses, and it could have been and should have been somewhere else. But water under the bridge, it is what it is. And I know that people be fighting, digging, and and trying to get in there. And my wife and I, we wanted no parts of it, but somebody, I don't know who, and I guess it don't matter because we got inducted in the, the second year, uh, the second round of uh, the Legacy Park. 
Well, let me tell you something. And I had no idea. And when I get into the conversation later, because we'll have his son on, I'm talking about now Mr. Ed May Sr. And his son will be on the show, a great guy that I've known for a number of years in this Las Vegas community. Let me tell y'all something. If anybody deserves to be in the quote-unquote legacy part, Mr. Ed May Sr. This man was phenomenal. I can't believe he was a contractor. (laughs) He was a pilot. I mean, this, this man... and. And again, as much as I know about Ed, I didn't know all this about his dad. I know he was a longtime member of Valley View, Valley View, Victory Baptist Church. In fact, probably one of the founding members. But uh, we're going to get into some deep conversation about this man and the strengths that he brought to our community to include the mentoring of many, many young folks within our community. But before I bring Ed in, but we certainly once again want to express our condolences to the May family on the loss of this tremendous, tremendous man. Before I move into uh, to the conversation with his son, Ed, I want to say that, uh, you know, I've been, I'm going through some medical issues right now. And you have no idea the impact that you made on friends and family until you go through something as I'm going through right now. And I can tell you, I'm with uh, my family and I, we're, we're very close, close knit. And they've been all up in my business They've been bringing, and I told them, oh, I should put it on social media, but I, I said, no, I'll just text them. Man, they done changed my diet. I was so mad the other day. Ed, are you on the line, sir? I am. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Ed. I'm, I'm going to finish up and I'll bring you in. But look, man, they was feeding me something. I, I, all I eat generally is fish, chicken, turkey. There was no meat, no turkey, no chicken, no nothing. Man, I mean, all this rabbit food. And when you get done, you're still hungry. I'm like, man, something ain't right. And uh, they was telling me what all I got to do. But, uh, again, I, I appreciate the love. And, and again, we are a very, very close-knit family. Uh, beyond the family is friends. After we had a family meeting last week to, to kind of discuss my medical issues, uh, I thought it was appropriate in terms of a time-wise to let other folks know I I golf with three different groups, the Valley View Golf Club, uh, the uh, Las Vegas on the tee, and then I got another little uh, Sunday group that I golf with that Ed has been a longtime member of. And additionally, I forgot about my them, the gangsters on Wednesday that I golf with, uh, Dwight Golan and his buddies, man. Uh, they are a wild bunch, man. You think they're going to fight out there, and they ain't even got no money on the line. But anyway... I just want to say thank you to all the, the the texts, the calls that I've had indicating and letting me know that they'll be praying for me. And trust me, I believe in the power of prayer. And I certainly do appreciate all those contacts. So don't think that uh, what you guys have said verbally as well as text me, email me, that I didn't feel the love because I sure did. And I, I just ask and, uh, that you continue praying for the brother. Uh, things are still moving along well. But uh, there's some more things that I have to do, some more tests that I have to to uh, to complete. But uh, certainly we'll we'll make notification to everyone about what my status is, because, uh, you know, our family is as close as we are. We are pretty much a public family, if you will. And it really stems back from my days as the uh, image chief, it was called, 
with the uh, West Side Art Gallery of the Newbie and Confense Cultural Community on Highland Drive, now MLK, uh, at one of Barb Bailey's uh, properties. And as well, I was the um, firefighter for four and a half years, and then I became the public information officer for the Las Vegas Fire and Rescue. So again, me and my family have been out there in the public for quite some time. At this time, I want to bring in, once again, this brother, when I talked to him briefly the other day, encouraging him to come on the show where we could talk at length about his dad, Brother Ed May. This brother, I mean, he is such a humble being, but I told him, I said, man, you had no choice but to be great because your daddy set the bar and his dad set a high bar. How you doing, Ed? I'm fine, Dave. How are you? Oh, man, hanging in there, but... uh Ed, I, I, I really want to get into the conversation. You have the whole, the rest of the show, which uh, Wes will give me some indication of what time we have left, but I want you to have it all as you and I will discuss things about your dad's legacy. And I'm talking about his life. This was a, again, I knew of your dad, but I didn't know your dad, if that makes sense. And after reading his uh, obituary, I said, I got to have his son at minimum on the show if he's willing to come and talk about his dad at length. So first question to you, Ed, is where were you as well as your dad? Where were you born? I was born in the great city of Las Vegas, Nevada, <laughs> and raised on the historic west side off of Golden End Street. Mm. Okay. So... Um, I'm just a proud, proud native Nevadan mm-hmm. out of my upbringing. Um, my dad, uh, up until his death, has had the same house over off of um, Gold Street for over 65 years, I believe, at least. Wow. Wow. So where was, where was your dad born? And, and, and he was, uh, as I read the bio, I believe he served in the military as well, so... Please tell our listening audience, where was your dad born and what branch did he serve? Well, and, and before I go any further, Dave, I, sure. I want to give you, uh, again, extend my sincere appreciation to you and let you know that our fervent prayers are with you and your family as you go through this. And I appreciate the opportunity to be able to talk about my dad. Um, you know, a lot of folks have... I've received a lot of honors, as you're aware, mm-hmm. to talk about me. And I'm, you know, for me to be able to talk about him, who really laid the foundation, right. as you already attested to, I, I, I truly consider it a privilege. My, my dad was a Navy veteran. Uh, he served in the Korean War. Mm. It, it's sort of interesting. I, I didn't know that much about his military history. I mean, I, of course, pictures of him mm-hmm. in the Navy, but I never asked a lot of questions relative to the military time he spent. Right. To the last few years, and he was being honored by a volunteer group that gives trips to veterans. And at that point in time, they said, we'd like for your dad to fly to D.C. Mm. And uh, it's one that uh, Richard Grierson and some others are, 
they, and I'm trying to think of the exact name of the group, but they actually will take veterans over and give them a chance to go to the, um, and to be properly recognized in D.C. Mm. and go on a trip. And at that time, because my dad had undergone a series of various illnesses, we were really concerned about him going. At that time, he was going through some treatment. Right. So we were concerned about him leaving town. Mm-hmm. But we, we, looked, we thought it might be okay later on. But unfortunately... One thing would clear up, and then there was something else we had to deal with. Mm-hmm. But yet, he was still, he was still sort of anxious to do it in a way. And so, uh, but we, I started talking and getting more information from him because sometimes we take things for granted and don't realize that even those that are closest to you, mm-hmm. you have an understanding and appreciation of what they've accomplished what they've had to overcome, what kind of barriers they may have helped knock down. And that's one of the things that I've, uh, uh, that I've been able to learn over the years with my dad, with him being in the Navy uh, in the Korean War, mm-hmm. and him picking up so many skill sets. Uh, his parents were farmers uh-huh. out of uh, which is outside of outside of Marshall, Texas. If you've heard of Marshall, yes, sir. Texas, where the great debate, great debaters movie was from, right? Well, I've had family that were actually uh, have worked at that particular university. Wow! And our family, actually, both both of my parents were from East Texas. Mm. So, outside of that, as you know, there are a lot of small cities. We refer to them all as Marshall. But the specific city uh, in January 1st, 1934, uh-huh. was Lee, Texas. He was born to Lynn Boyd May and Eugenie May. Mm. And uh, graduated as salutatorian of his high school. Wow. And he uh, was honorably discharged from the United States Navy in October 1954. And uh, shortly thereafter... He and my mother, Rosetta May, mm-hmm. settled in the historic Westside community to raise their family. Mm-hmm. First of their children, uh, while they were pregnant with a child, uh-huh. was a young man by the name of Edward Wayne May, their son. Okay. <laughs> oh. And this is where they came. He had a sister that lived here, and they put their roots down. And uh, my dad resided there. He was, um, well, I can go into a lot of his, give him a lot of um, areas that he, where he was one of the first African-American pilots, mm-hmm. licensed pilots. Uh, he piloted a small engine airplane in the state of Nevada. Mm. In 1957, I believe, uh, he joined the Civil Air Patrol, which is an auxiliary of the United States Air Force as a commissioned officer there. Right. And, uh, he performed countless search and rescue missions throughout the western United States. Mm. In addition, he served as an instructor for the Nevada Civil Air Patrol cadet program, teaching high school-age youth about aviation 
and he actively flew small engine aircrafts until about 2004, because if you know anything about uh, aviation, you by, by the time you get a certain age... Yeah, they you age you out, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. You're able to go on, on and uh, search and rescue missions as an observer, but you're not able to pilot. Mm-hmm. Well, interesting, uh, Ed, one, going back real quickly to Marshall, Texas, that's where Bert Washington's father was born. And I also know that your uncle and my aunt got married, and they live right outside of Marshall now. And, uh, man, what a small world. But also, Ed, again, these are phenomenal things that I know that, uh, what was the doctor? Doctor uh, was a pilot. Dr. McMillan. So your dad and Dr. McMillan were probably, and I know ultimately and later on, um, another black doctor, I forget his name, he just passed away about four or five years ago now. He was a pilot. But I I just don't know that a lot of folks knew of that fact that your dad was a doggone pilot, man. And, (laughs) and, And then to teach it to students, man, that is... Wow, because there's a lot of things that that we don't know that should be shared with people, in my opinion. That's why uh, I'm going to shut up and let you keep rolling, man, because I just thought it was very, very important for us to chronicle this on this radio show, which will go to podcast and you can send it to anyone you need to send it to it because people need to hear the story about your dad. Well, again, I thank you. Um, And he and my mother, which is Rosetta May, they Mm -hmm. raised Five children, myself, uh, Audrey, Pamela, Angela, and Carla. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I lost my mother mm-hmm. to cancer in 1977. Mm-hmm. And then he later, my dad married his wife of 45 years, the remarkable Margie May. Wow. And with that, I had two additional stepbrothers now. Mm-hmm. But they made a commitment to continue raising their expanded family in a Christian manner. And um, if you didn't know that, my dad was truly, um, when we start talking about pioneers mm-hmm. of Las Vegas, sometimes you, you, you have people that are just workers that get out there and do so much. Uh, he was recognized by, he, he was a scholar uh, without question. At one time, he uh, had he was the sole owner of a religious book and music store that supplied that was actually located in the historic West Side near Jackson Street, and he was the uh, he he actually supplied uh, book and music materials to various faiths mm. uh, in 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 the Greater Las Vegas area. Mm-hmm. One of the founders and charter members of the Victory Missionary Baptist Church, which was established in 1961 under the leadership of Reverend A.J. AJ Thompson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was, of course, with, this, with the trustee board for many years. And my dad, believe it or not, he, he was so talented in so many different areas uh, that he was a pianist for the Sunday school, as well as a Sunday school teacher and superintendent and devoted member of the uh, new members class mm-hmm. and numerous awards there in addition to all of that <laughs> and it's sort of as i sort of go through and talk go a little bit forward just picking out an area right that was involved in, uh, with masonry uh, 
was he was a um, long-term member of the St. Mark's Grand Lodge AF and AM, mm-hmm. 33rd degree Mason, mm-hmm. Mason, and past Grand Master of that. And he remained affiliated until his passing. His other long-term uh, memberships included the uh, Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association, mm. International Order of Forestry, mm. and WACP and Optimus Club. Mm. Now, listen to this. This is what was really interesting. And with all that, with that family that he had, he was also a former Boy Scout master, one of the original masters with uh, what was called Troop, as I remember, Troop 66. Right. That was in the West Side community by Curtis Amy and uh-huh. him and Curtis, uh-huh. another relative, out of Zion Methodist Church. Okay. And so being a former Boy Scout master, on top of that, a Little League baseball coach. Mm. He did. And matter of fact, he, it was sort of interesting being a coach. Uh, at that time, you know, we didn't have, uh, we weren't all over the valley. Right. And so uh, the, the kids we had and when we started playing some teams outside of the community, mm-hmm. interesting, they started wanting to check birth certificates and everything <laughs> We were pretty awesome <laughs> as the leaguers. Of course, I was playing at that time. Right, and, uh, right. But they were, uh, it's just stories that you could tell mm-hmm. about about him teaching not only baseball, but about teaching about life. Right. And the importance of that and taking time to do that. Absolutely. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I have the pleasure of having a dear friend, Mr. Ed May on the show today, and we're talking at length about his dad, Mr. Ed May Sr. Go ahead, Ed. All right, and in addition to that, he was on the board of, I don't know if anybody recalled the West Side Federal Credit Union. Absolutely. I was a member and, for many years. <laughs> always, bar- always borrowing money. <laughs> he was one of the board of directors and actually had a stint. Uh-huh. Serving president with the West West Side Federal Credit Union, there with Trudy, Woodrow Wilson, and others. Oh yeah, I remember way back in the day. Yeah, your dad is, is was really something, man. I mean, because to me, when children see a person of that stature doing different things, man, it makes them want to reach out. Hey, man, I could do that. I can consider that. I mean, contractor, and I don't think you talk much about that yet. About uh, to get in. A pilot? Come on. Talk about the contracting, please. All right. My, my dad actually came to Vegas, and early on he, he uh, became a member of the Carpenters Union and became a journeyman contractor. His occupational, tra- uh, occupational training began with the United States Navy Construction Technical School mm. with a, in, in, in carpentry. Mm-hmm. Then he later acquired a, a um, training in the personnel management with the United States Navy. Mm-hmm. Was certified as an electronic technician at the Commercial Trade Institute, and received uh, training with government contracts from out of School of Laws and uh, from I think out of uh, University of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Looking at some of the, just some of the certificates that he had, along with training in claims and contract administration 
from Turo College. Uh, he had received training in construction scheduling and cost control from mm. Pepperdine University. Mm. And that's a multitude of other types of certification in the construction industry. Uh, you probably may have heard some people said he can almost look at an area and tell you about what the square footage is. Right. I mean, just a, just brilliant relative to numbers and calculations in mm -hmm. his mind. Yeah, we got about three and a half minutes to go, so uh, I want you to, to start wrapping up with some of the most important things you think your dad brought to our community, if you would, from your perspective, of course, and, you know, some people agree, disagree, it don't matter, but it's, I, I want to hear what you have to say as we close on your dad. Well, I, I think one of the things that was so important, my dad felt it was real important to make an impact. He, he was really, he, he, he took a position that money is needed to live he, he, and care for your family, but it should not be the focus, strictly the focus of your life. Right. He believed in serving as a mentor to both family and non-family. Mm -hmm. He inspired us to not allow anyone to create that glass ceiling for us, mentally or emotionally, right. which puts a limit on our individual success. Mm -hmm. uh, he constantly reminded us that we are our brother and sister's keeper. And he was one who talked about the importance of being able to forgive. Mm -hmm. And so he made reference to the lady at the well, and he would quote and go through that. But I, I guess the, the, the fact that leaving us at 90 years old, uh, it still hurts big time right now. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he truly left a legacy, right. he's has been responsible for having a son who's done quite well. I was blessed mm -hmm. and just retired recently. And, and as you know about that in my background, with working last, working at the court. But I also have, we are, we're all kinds of professionals where that one spectrum to the other, and our family is not perfect. Right. But we have doctors, medical doctors as granddaughters, nieces with uh, granddaughters that are pharmacists. Mm -hmm. I mean, but he always, regardless, it didn't matter. He always compelled and tried to inspire you to do what you wanted to do in life, mm -hmm. but always and treat people right and work on doing the, wrong, the right thing. Mm -hmm. And also learn how to get past any kind of issue. Because sometimes we let our own concerns about someone, about an issue, hinder us from the joy that we deserve. Yeah. And again, that's my take. And a quick wrap-up, because it was so much, I don't know how he did what he did. <laughs> well, I, I can't explain that unwavering. I went to baseball games. He was a Dallas Cowboy <laughs> fan. He said, I don't know how he did all of this. Let me, say, let me say this, Ed. Again, I wanted most of the conversation to be centered as you have done very well around your dad. But, you know, I had mentioned to you some months ago, in fact, right around the time you retired, that I want to get you on the show. So we are going to definitely have you back. And then we're going to talk about the many, many things that you have done in our community, the lives that you have touched, not only from a 
as a golfer, which, you know, you beat me many times when I was out there running my mouth and then you slip up on me and bam. I'm like, that sucker, man. <laughs> but anyway, hey, man, the community loves you, loves your family, Ed. And I, I want you to know that uh, certainly we'll get you back on the show and it will be in pretty short order. So we will be in touch, my friend. And, and thank you so much, Ed, for coming in and giving further enlightenment to our community about your dad. And in my eyes, I didn't know him very well. I knew of him. But when I read the bi- obituary, I said, man, this is a great man. This man touched some lives, man. So anyway, Ed, once again, we thank you so much for coming on, and I will be in touch with you to get you back on the show. All right. Well, thank you again for the invite, and I appreciate it. And I find it truly, uh, it, it was a, just a privilege and an honor to be able to talk about my dad, which I will revere for the rest of my life, and I know my family does. And being someone who shared himself with the community, a true pioneer, a person who turned around and reconstructed the Nucleus Plaza with his own construction company. Mm. I mean, be able to, we don't, he, he was not a person who made a lot of noise. He was right. a person of action. And I'm, I just uh, applaud you and thank you. And thank you for having such a wonderful show, Dave. All right, Ed, we'll, we'll be in touch, man. Once again, Las Vegas, this is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. We will talk to you next week. We will have Mr. Frank Hawkins as well as Mr. Tim Hankins. Hawkins, rather, Hankins, rather, on the show. So thank you again, Las Vegas. Talk to you next week.